Hello everyone, today we will be studying the second chapter of Sefer Shoftim for February 26th. Something that I haven't mentioned, but very important. Who wrote Sefer Shoftim? Yoshua, we know, was written by Yehoshua. Chazal tell us. Pretty clear at the end of the Sefer when it talks about Yehoshua writing things. Who wrote the Torah? Of course, we know that Moshe transcribes the Torah. Alpi Hashem, through the mouth and word of Hashem, what should be inscribed in the Torah, but who wrote Sefer Shoftim? So Chazal tell us, when I say Chazal, I mean in the Gemara, it is found that Shmuel, who we haven't heard about, I will not tell you too much about him, Shmuel is going to come up a little bit later, he is the author of Sefer Shoftim. Now, chapter 2 that we're about to learn is, is an outlier in terms of the what you would generally find in a sefer of Navi. In other words, you, uh, so what's, what makes it an outlier is that usually a chapter will tell you what's happening. What this chapter does is tells us what's going to happen. And the reason why it does that is that as we learn Sefer Shoftim, we're going to see that there's a certain cycle. And apparently be, because it's a repeated cycle, it deserves an introduction to tell us this repeated cycle is going to take place. I didn't fully answer the question, but again, what makes this chapter unique in that it doesn't tell us anything we wouldn't know without this chapter rather it just tells us everything that's going to happen but i think the idea of summarizing it in, in an introductory chapter shows us that yes we're going to read a bunch of stories but this really you could really boil down the stories to three or four different steps as they are written down over here so let's read uh, this aparik vayal malach malach hashem gilgal el habachim a messenger of Hashem went up from Gilgal to Bochim. Now we'll see why it's called Bochim in a moment. And this angel, who we are told actually in the commentaries, is not an angel, but rather a Navi. But Yomer, he says, Allah I took you out from Mitzrayim. This is what obviously he sent, Hashem sent this prophet to say. I brought you to the land of Israel that I swore to you, I will never nullify our covenant. Viatem. And you better not make any traitors or deals with the current residents of the land of Israel. Rather, you must destroy all their altars. But you did not hearken my voice. And really, it's more of a prophecy of what's going to happen. And I said that I shall not chase them out before you. And others, because you didn't send them out. You didn't destroy the altars. I, I'm not going to help you send them out. They will be at your side like thorns. Their gods will be a trap for you. When this messenger said these words, the entire nation raised their voice and cried. Like, oh, this is what's going to happen to us? But as commentators pointed out, is all he did was cry. There was no action Nothing changed. They cried. Very nice. And that's why the town, in the beginning of the chapter, is referred to as Bochem. And they named that place Bochem. And they brought sacrifice to Hashem, which is a bit interesting because it seems like we already had a sort of settled where the primary uh, place of bringing Karbanis is, Mishkan Shiloh. So it's a bit unclear why they were being sacrificed. It does seem outside of the Mishkan. Now, what the Torah, so far, the angel says, the prophet says, this is what's going to happen. Now we go a little bit back in time. Yeshua sent the nation. So everyone went to their own property. Now while Yeshua was alive, as we mentioned many times, everything was great. 
And then there were these elders that lived a little bit longer. They saw, they saw all the greatness of Hashem. But then, Yeshua, Yeshua dies at the age of 110. Now, if you lost count of where we're holding from creation, the world was created in year zero, day one. What year are we up to now? So the Jewish people left in 2448. That's when they left uh, Egypt. Forty years later, they enter into Israel. And Yeshua then leads them for another 28 years till his death. So we're holding in year 2516. That's the death of Yeshua. If you want to try to keep track or put it on the side of your Navi, we're up to 2516. Now, And this is the key. So that another generation is raised in Israel. And they did not know Hashem. They did not see the Yardin, the crossing of the Yardin, and all the miracles of Yerichov. And they serve. Again, it's telling us, that we're going to read about this, but it's telling us really what's going to happen. And they abandoned Hashem, and took them out of Egypt. And they followed the foreign idols all around them, and they serve. And they abandoned Hashem, and they serve the idols. Hashem is very upset. Again, this, the, we're used to these terms from Hashem getting upset, but. Upon entry into Eretz Yisrael, into Israel, this is the first time. And they can no longer stand in front of them. Hashem was only doing bad. Like Hashem swore. And caused them a lot of pain. So what happens? So the Jewish people are serving these idols. So this is the beginning of the cycle. Hashem would set up judges. Hence the name of our book, Shoftim. There would be a temporary salvation. However, it wasn't long-term. They wouldn't listen. They were submerged into these other gods and idols. They veered from the path. They didn't even follow the mitzvahs of Hashem. God was with the judge. He would save them from their enemy. Right? Hashem would temporarily save them from their enemies. Because of the outcry before those who oppressed them and who crushed them. But once the, the shaifah would, would die, the judge would die, there was nothing lasting about it. They'd return to their old ways to go after the foreign idols. Because you transgressed my covenant, and you didn't listen, and, I, and I'm not going to you know, bequeath to you more land. Right, the Yeshua. Which is a pretty interesting uh, pasuk. Again, we're at the end of pasuk Chaf Aleph. It says, "From among the nations that Yeshua left," as if to say that maybe Yeshua shouldn't have left it. However, there's something positive because it was a test. In other words, the idea of leaving nations to be conquered and their altars to be destroyed after the death of Yeshua was that every leader wants to build a nation that will thrive and last beyond their death. So the messaging over here is that Yeshua didn't want to just do everything for them. Well, how are you going to act after I die? And they did not pass this. Hashem let those nations remain. It did not deliver them into Yeshua's hand or into the Jewish people at this time as well. So this is a sort of a cycle where idolatry, Shofet, set up all good. They then stop the idolatry or Hashem saves them for their enemy. The Shofet dies and they go back. And this is the cycle the vicious cycle, really, of Sefer Shoftim. With that, 
we conclude our study of Navi for this. I was thinking so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.